0: Welcome into another episode of the Sports Ethos Celtics podcast. I am your host Patrick Lounsbury, here with my co-host Lucas Gainer again for another Sunday podcast, or not Sunday, but a summertime podcast. Obviously, I'm out of it because summertime, this this time of year, we don't have any games really going on, but we still got content pushing out. We got some bad news to go over today. We also got uh, Bob Cousy's birthday. But Lucas, man, how have you been? How are you doing, man? How's it going?
1: You know, I'm doing pretty well, Pat. You know, life's been busy, man. I've been working a lot. But uh you know, man, honestly, since that news broke, you know, the bad news they broke about Bill Russell's passing, man. Yeah, it definitely hit me uh pretty hit me pretty hard, man. Uh you know, Bill Russell's a legend of not only basketball, the Celtics, he's just a legend in general when it comes to things like the civil rights movements, you know, fighting for equality, man. He's right up there with the guys like Muhammad Ali um and you know other athletes who are willing to take a stand at a time where you know it was very hard to take a stand so Bill Russell was an amazing basketball player amazing Celtic but an even better person and I can't lie Pat that hit me pretty hard I had to walk over I lived like you know relatively close to the statue the Bill Russell statue in Boston so I had to walk over there pay my respects man there was uh, a lot of flowers there you know somebody left a little sign that said Celtic forever and I just had to pay my respect man but Pat that definitely uh Definitely, you know, was a a rough way to, you know, start
0: the week. No, um, definitely a a rough, you know, about news to kind of get for anybody, Um, not even just Celtics fans in general, but for the NBA community, but also, you know, for civil reasons. Uh, Bill Russell was a a pioneer for the game of basketball, both on and off the court. Uh, He endured a lot of different adversity throughout his time in the league. And he also has paved the way for how the league is built today without bill Russell. We don't know if we have the NBA today and, and that's pretty huge. Just want to point out that this isn't a show in regards to be really sad about of the morning, but we definitely want to make sure that, uh, we embraced the the good that Bill Russell really did. He lived a really long life, and he made a lot of impact on a lot of people. And you know, it was on and off the court. Just an overall, great human being, and, and just something that the the NBA is definitely going to miss. Uh, the last person to win the Bill Russell Award, too. Do you know who that was, Lucas?
1: It was Mister Jason Tatum.
0: Actually, it was Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard was the last person to win the Bill Russell Award because they no longer do the Bill Russell Award. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Bill Russell's like uh Oh, not um, not the Eastern Conference. Oh the Eastern Conference Final. No, that's now. the Larry Bird award. That's the Larry Bird yeah. one now, yeah. So they don't have to do the Bill Russell Award anymore. But the last person to win it was Kawhi Leonard back in two thousand nineteen. So just a a little nugget there, man. Um, but man, Bill Russell, what a great player in this game. Um Just going to jump into one of my favorite stories from him was uh, he went golfing with Michael Jordan after Michael Jordan just won his first NBA championship. And Michael Jordan told Bill Russell, he goes, I'm coming for your record. And Bill Russell looked at him and smiled. He said, which one in reference to the eight straight or the 11 total? Like, you know, so um, just showing some type of. He just, he's just an untouchable, untouchable legend at that point, you know, and even when he flexed it, some people have him in their top five. Some people don't have him in their top five, regardless at the end of the day, Bill Russell is a win, a winner at the end of the day. And he's also one of the greatest Celtics to ever play the game of basketball.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, Bill Russell is one of those t- he's just a type of legend where you just thought was going to live forever. And you know, but unfortunately, as we know, you know, nobody lives forever. And it's amazing that he lived a long life almost 90 years on this earth, man. And like you said, that story with Michael Jordan I mean, just untouchable. No one's ever going to touch these rings 11 rings, 21 and 0 all time in winner take all games in his basketball career. I mean, that's almost unfathomable right there 21 and 0. Not only did he win every game, it was over 20 games. So, you know, I mean, there was, this guy was the ultimate winner, consummate pro. Like I said, even better human being than he was basketball player, man. But it's always sad to see a Titan of the League fall, you know, like – and, and you know, just as uh, – I'm stumbling over my words a little bit just because it's still, you know, it hits it hits close to home, man. I mean, Bill Russell is one of the reasons why, like, you know, I became a basketball fan as a kid. You know, you learn about all these old Bill Russell stories, so, you know, growing up a Celtic fan – like not only did he win 11 NBA championships, he won back-to-back championships in college too. Like I remember thinking that was just the craziest thing, what, like hearing that as a kid. So it's just it is a sad day, you know. I want to honor Bill. I don't want to just mourn, but it absolutely was a uh, was a phenomenal life and a phenomenal career for uh, for Bill Russell.
0: Absolutely, you're you're talking about the 12-time NBA All-Star. He had 11 NBA rings, five MVPs played in an era where there's no three-point line. You say he went back-to-back in college. And people like to use you know his 11 rings in the NBA like, oh, there wasn't a lot of teams. There was a lot of teams in college during that time period, though. So winning back-to-back college yeah. championships showed that he was a natural winner. Um, You had some people also, a lot of players went to social media to give, you know, their thoughts on Bill Russell and the passing, you know, Magic Johnson, one of them. Bill Russell was my idol. I looked up to him on the court and off. His success on the court was undeniable. He was dominant and great winning 11 NBA championships off the court. Bill Russell paved the way for guys like me, you know. So once again, it's it's more so even outside of basketball, I think, that where Bill Russell probably had the biggest impact, right? and not only that uh, on the court he was a great basketball player but he also was the nba's first black head coach as an activist as well so he definitely paved the way for you know to have the opportunity to coach in the nba to be a black player and allow black players to, to participate he really was somebody who took a lot of adversity in the time period where that wasn't looked at looked it was like more of a frowned upon thing right so I'm stumbling over my words trying to come up yeah, with the correct wordings here, but um, overall he, he did pave the way for a lot for all the players in the league now these days, and that's why I said the league is probably not where it's at without Bill Russell.
1: No, it absolutely is not where it's at without Bill Russell. And you know, Just to be frank about it, I mean, you know, he did this in a racist time you know, where America was openly racist. There are anti-racist laws, and you know, like he's just breaking down barriers left and right. I mean, he's a legend for that more so than any of the basketball things. And uh, the fact that he was able to combat that like severe adversity and still managed to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time, you know, and winning the way he did is uh, is quite impressive. You know, for me, my favorite basketball mo- thing of Bill Russell is uh, is nineteen sixty two game seven NBA finals against the Lakers. You know, I always love you know when it comes to anything to do with the Celtics beating the Lakers, but Bill Russell capped off this uh, this series with a with a 30-point, 40-rebound game, Pat, to close out the series and take home a championship. Uh, Pat, he had 40 rebounds. Do you want to guess how many rebounds the Celtics averaged this year during the playoffs per game
0: as a whole uh, team. I'm guessing like uh, 32.
1: Not a little bit short, but 43. So basically, Damn. Bill Russell was collecting almost as many rebounds as the Celtics in their entirety collected this playoff run. I mean, just dominating. I mean, people also, they underestimate the level of athlete that Bill Russell was, you know. There's a clip of him floating around, of him going coast-to-coast and jumping over a guy for a finger roll. And, you know, it really frustrates me, actually, Pat, because people love to discredit players who played back in the day. Now, I understand, you know, the like, you know, J.J. Reddick goes on first take talking about Chris Paul is better than Bob Cousy. Okay, that's one thing, right? But but Bill Russell is unarguably an all-time great. And just because he didn't grow up with the same training regiment that guys have now, the same medical advances – all that stuff you cannot take away from what he accomplished in the nba as a player and you know if you do that you know honestly shame on you because bill russell's an all-time great and there's no reason to try and tear down what he accomplished just because maybe you don't like the celtics or you want to get some jokes off at the end of the day bill russell was a legend and i think everybody needs to know that and guess what if he played today he would be dominated. there's no way with all due respect i think he's a great player If Draymond can make it in today's league, there's no way that Bill Russell with today's medical training and everything could not make it in the league. I'm stamping that a thousand percent.
0: Absolutely. And you're you're talking about Bill Russell who had a crazy wingspan. And he also was on the track team as well. And he's really fast. Like this dude was insane. He was a multi-athlete growing up as a kid. And Bill Russell was just an anomaly when it came to an athlete, right? He was long, he was fast, he was strong. So people think that, like, oh, he grew up in his older age, that there's no way he could have played in today's league. I, you're definitely wrong. Like, Bill Russell could have played in any type of era. He was that dominant of a player. You just have certain players who are just super special, right, and could play in almost any era, and he was just one of those guys. And we got a shout-out to Bill Russell at the end of the day, and I hope that his family – and his friends and everybody around him in the NBA community were able to mourn and, and really celebrate something. Um, you know, I know some people have pitched out the idea of retiring his number of some sort or maybe like creating like a permanent patch on the jersey would be awesome, I think, in honor of him as well. Um, something like that along those lines. I would, I would definitely like to see what the league would be willing to do. I, I do think that they're going to do something this season, though. What about you, Lucas?
1: Well, absolutely. They need to do something to honor him. I hope a patch, you know, I hope some 25, 45 hour long tribute, you know, pre or post game. I hope they do something like that because, uh, you know, obviously Bill Russell deserves it. He deserves an extremely, you know, you know, very thoughtful, very long, very, you know, well thought out um, sort of a tribute from the Boston Celtics. Cause we know the NBA has been honoring him, you know, the, They spent, you know, a while honoring him on Instagram, all their social medias, NBA TV, you know, was playing all the Russell throwbacks. So the Celtics need to go even above and beyond, obviously. And honor a man who really is the reason why the Boston Celtics are considered an all-time great franchise, if we're being completely honest. He is the guy who planted that original flag and, you know, is the reason why the Celtics are talked about, like, in that rare Friday air of being one of the greatest teams in sports. You know, we we have Bill Russell to thank for that. So they better, you know, put on quite a show for his – you know for
0: the the celebration of his life yeah i'd I also remember didn't he have like some type of quote where he's like i can't go to heaven because heaven would be like a downgrade he said something along those lines um bill russell did and he, he said like if you cut both my wrists open right now i'd bleed green type situation bill russell embraced the city of boston and, and embraced the the boston celtics as an organization and um, man, he, he showed up and mentored a lot of people. He had that story also with uh, Kevin Garnett when they got him over here, and he said, if you don't end up winning a championship and you continue to play the way that you play the game, you can have one of mine. Like That's how genuine he was. He had a good relationship with many great players throughout the league. He had a great relationship with Kobe Bryant. He had a great relationship with Kevin Garnett. Um, you name it. Um, any player in the NBA have always – had nothing but respect for bill russell and uh he also had that one time where he went up on stage and he points at all five big men up on the stage and he goes you know i'd kick your butt you know back in like my day so the competitive nature about bill russell never never left and um it's gonna be a sad time you know being around the nba and not having bill russell sitting courtside or talking to the you know younger players of the generation and and being that mentor still. So I hope a lot of those other older players now definitely take over some of that mentorship and and learn from Bill Russell.
1: Absolutely, man. I don't, yeah, I think we, we said it all there, man. I mean, there's not enough words on, on earth, you know, to really capture what Bill Russell really means to to Boston, to, you know, the civil rights movement, to the NBA as a whole. So I think we did the best we could, man. RIP, RIP, Bill Russell, man. And, uh, You know, legend. He may be gone, but he'll never be forgotten, man. He's just, like I said, he's you know a titan of the NBA, and his legacy will literally live on as long as time. So, now to some way less, uh, way less meaningful news,
0: Pat. Uh, Less heavy, too. Less heavy.
1: Hard hard to transition, but at the end of the day, you know, we got to talk about what's happening today with the Celtics, and uh, you know, we brought a couple guys in for training camp deals, Pat, Bruno Caboclo and Noah Vonley. What are your uh, What are your initial thoughts on those
0: guys, man? You know, they're not groundbreaking moves, right? But they're just kind of filling out the roster a bit. You got to test some bigger men on the market, and they bring some guys in. Uh, I like Vonley a little bit more than when we talk about Bruno, but um, I don't think either one of the guys really cracks a rotation type spot. But who knows? You, You bring these type of guys in, and you allow them to play in camp and see what they're made of. Let's see what they've been working on. Have they gotten better? You know, Vonley definitely was back, was played in the NBA and, and showed flashes. A really good rebounder, um, pretty good on the defensive side. Just really has never shown anything polished on the offensive end. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what they can get from him. Uh, maybe he makes the makes the team. I know that the type of deal he's on isn't guaranteed like, before um, you know camp's over with. So they just need to kind of see. What they ha- have in these two guys is they compete for a roster spot, but I understand that these signings aren't really significant in any way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like the, uh, I like the Vonley move. I agree with you. That's my favorite of the two. I mean, Kaboklo really showed out at Summer League. You know, he's got that huge wingspan, and, you know, he's pretty athletic for a guy his size, so I think he can be useful there. I think it's worth taking a flyer on. Vonley, just a great energy guy. You know, I think he plays really solid defense, man. He's not really much of an offensive threat, but he is from Haverhill, Massachusetts, and uh, went to school in New Hampshire, so he's a local guy. You know, I always love, you know, getting a local guy up in the building uh, or to join the Celtics. So I am looking forward to see those two guys, you know, compete in training camp and, you know, see what they can end up uh, end up bringing to the team and if either of them can really fight for a roster spot because, you know, there's not too many spots left to fight for, Pat.
0: No, there really isn't a lot of roster spots to, to kind of fight for. So um, that's why I think that they didn't get guaranteed deals, right? You, you put them on for a training camp deal and see what they have to offer and, and see if they can really handle the culture that we're trying to build. And if they don't feel like they're a good fit for the organization, then they aren't going to make the team. So um, I think that's what what's kind of going on with the Boston Celtics. You know, it's almost like a little trial period to see what they, they kind of have going
1: Yes, sir. They're going to be fighting with, uh, Mufundu come and, and preseason, you know, they're going to be, or in a training camp, I should say, they're going to be probably really going out in those practices. Uh, you know, so definitely keep a keep up out now for, you know, pieces, you know, from the beat writer scene, you know, who's winning those battles, uh, Definitely, Pat. I mean, basketball seems like so far away, man, but it's really not that far away.
0: It's really not. It's not the, It's not too far. But I mean, we we have a lot of off season things going on. What did you think of? Uh, it's not really Celtics. It's definitely not Celtics related, but you know, it's off season podcast, so I'm sure people don't mind hearing. But the Dejounte Murray things going on right now. You see his beef with uh, Paolo. I think it is uh, the first overall pick. How they're kind of beefing a bit. What What do you think about all that? Yeah. I
1: think they should. My my. What I really think is they should keep it off social media. That's my first thing. Right. Social
0: media is so weird now, right? <laughs> so weird
1: now. So if you want to listen, if they have a problem with each other, if he really thinks that Apollo's not the same humble kid that he knew growing up in Seattle, man. You know he should not have posted that on his Instagram story. He could. He should have taken that with a phone call, with a DM, something like that. That's what I think. But it is entertaining to see these guys at the Pro Am absolutely wilding out. Like DeJounte was like bouncing that ball off the dude's back. I'm like, come on, that man is a nine to five. You did not have
0: to do him like that. But, uh, yeah, man. DeJounte's kind of going a little wild here in this offseason. He's to listen, he's going crazy right now,
1: but hopefully it was a good move for the, uh, for the Hawks there, bringing in him basketball wise. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. They, I know they're both from Seattle, so
0: they go back a long way, I know, but, uh, to LeBron, though, man, he showed up to that Drew League. That's pretty cool, you know. And and I'd like the cool, point that Dejounte Murray made as well. That uh, even though some of his antics are kind of crazy, he made the point of encouraging more NBA players to go out and play in these like leagues in the summertime to allow you know you know kids and and people who don't always have the funds to go out and spend money and go to an NBA game, but they go to these free events and are able to go and watch a star up close, even though it's kind of like more of a casual style play. Like I think that's just a really cool thing to do. And I, I would love to see more NBA players definitely do that.
1: Yeah, that that, that is very cool of uh, that is very cool of DeJounte to say that and like that's why the reason he does that because listen if we're being real man uh if we're being real going to an NBA game is not a cheap event man. It's the tickets are expensive. You know the obviously if you want that's not even talking about if you have to drive and park you know, parking is crazy in these cities, you know, these event parking, you know, if God forbid you want to eat some food, maybe have a drink. I mean, that really comes out if, if you want to bring your family. It really turns into a whole expense. So I think that's a great point by Deshante. But uh, on some other non-significant Celtics news, Pat, did you see where Jalen Brown's dunk landed in the top 100 NBA dunks
0: when he dunked on Maxi But Did you see where that finished? I, I did not. Well, what What number was it? Number three. Let's go. Let's go. Still, I still, I still don't think that was his best dunk either. And people will think I'm crazy for that. Well, we, it well, the, you like the I one. love the Miles Bridges one, man. I people, I, I don't know why that one didn't get as much like clout, but like he straight yammed on him. he, Dude, he put him, really him in a he put him I in know. a cell.
1: No, I absolutely love that he dunked on Miles Bridges. You know, just because I don't want to see anything good happen to Miles Bridges, honestly, after the news that came out. But listen, the dunk on Kleba. It, the building absolutely blew up. It was crazy. He really put that man in the hoop, dunked on him like you know, he had absolutely no regard for human life, as Kevin Harlan would say. And uh, you know, that was personally that was my favorite dunk of the year, honestly, from Jalen. I think Miles Burgess is a close second. But I mean, he just bodied Kleba. And what is Kleba doing? Tell this man to make a business decision and uh and not jump next time with Jalen Brown.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, I think the only thing that made me enjoy the bridges one a little bit more is that um, bridges is a guy who is known to be athletic, right? Cleaver is not an athletic freak. So seeing bridges come over and be athletic and really try to block the shot of Jalen Brown and Jalen just like put it on. I don't know. It's always more impressive to me when a guy goes at another guy who's almost as equally or more athletic than them. Um, It's just, it's just nicer. Like, I I don't know. I just enjoy that type of competitiveness, and it was just an overall great dunk. But both dunks amazing, man. And you gotta you gotta think about Jalen Brown dapping up KG as well. So, no,
1: love that underrated aspect of that dunk. Now, my thing is that uh, I think that it should have been number two, and I think instead of Andrew Wiggins being number one, it should have been number three. And then that John Moran dunk on Jakob Purtle. My goodness. I mean, listen, if you're listening right now and you haven't had a chance to see that, search John ja Morant, Jakob Pertl. And uh, even though Pat and I have talked ad nauseum about how much we want Jakob Pertl and Celtic screen, okay, I've got to just admit that he got baptized by John Morant. I mean, my goodness. That guy has a whole foot taller than Jaw, And John ja went up over him like he wasn't even there. So... Yeah, that just shows you how athletic these guys are in the NBA. But I was at least glad to see Jalen clock in at number three, and Al's dunk on Giannis clocked in somewhere. I believe it was a dunk number forty-two.
0: Don't don't quote me on that, but I know it was in the. Is that the Giannis, the Giannis dunk on him.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, that
0: should have been like top fifteen. Heilin, old man Al, go ahead and dunk on, on the best it's player not. in the league. That's the one time I like that. I feel like that's more impressive, right? Like when you do it on somebody who is. A defensive player of the year type guy, um super athletic, best player in the league. Like that's a crazy dunk. That's a crazy dunk. I know uh Jason Tatum also has some crazy dunks over the year um last year as well, but um yeah, I didn't I didn't really pay attention to the list, even though they really made a list to be honest. But happy for Jalen to make it uh cracking in that top five. So shout out to Jalen Brown. Yeah, that dunk on Cleveland was crazy. That is honestly one of the
1: loudest times i have heard of the garden not in a uh, in a non-playoff setting i mean that place just exploded man and for good reason i mean it was a it was a phenomenal dunk and yes and uh you know mentioning those tatum dunks i mean he did have a he did have an insane one on brooklyn there he kind of split the defense there and in between two guys just absolutely banged banged went out one-handed man and uh these guys are just built differently man i mean listen anybody who thinks they can you know, maybe compete with uh, an NBA player to some degree on the court. Maybe they can get a bucket or, or something like that, or just get it to stop or it's not happening, man. It's just not happening. I mean, you have to realize these guys are on a different universe are on a different planet. And then anybody like you or I, Pat. and I fancy myself a decent basketball player, but I mean, listen, I have enough self-awareness to know that I'm getting cooked by, you know, D one guys, let alone NBA guys, you know what I'm saying? So,
0: they, you just People need to have that level of self-awareness. <laughs> what, what NBA player currently right now in the NBA, Lucas, if you got 10 opportunities to score one time, you get 10, 10 opportunities. Well, I'm not saying nobody. I'm saying nobody, bro. There, I'm There's nobody clean. that you, you don't think can get one bucket on? Not one bucket. I, I, I know some guys. I, can, I feel, I feel, can, I feel pretty confident. Me. I feel like I, I, I can get a bucket on. On, like, on who? On who? Give me a name, please. Udonis you, you, you yeah. you, you Haslam. Bro, UD is clamping you. I'm sorry with all doers. I, I think I think I can
1: get I, I think I can get one on him. I think I can get one on him. I don't know, bro. Listen, this is what I'm saying right here. This is kind of the. A- I'm picking one of the
0: back of the bench guys who are older that I feel that may not be able to move as as good as they used to. Maybe I can like shake just enough space where I can I'm pump it back. and go up and under real quick and maybe get a lucky one in. I I'm not gonna say it's easy. It's gonna be lucky shots.
1: Do bro, Udonis Haslam is in better shape than you or
0: I will ever dream of being in, even at 40 years oh, old. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. No guy. doubt about Rudy it. is what, 6'9"? That dude is huge, bro. Oh, yeah. I'm going to shoot a, I'm shooting a rainbow shot, my guy. I'm shooting a rainbow shot. Listen, if I
1: if you had if you made me like put my life on the line, put all my money on the table, there's not one player I'm confident
0: I can get a bucket on the NBA. Just- I'm not confident. We're talking about one. We're talking about one out of ten opportunity, and we're not no, even I'm, that's like full confident.
1: confident. I can even get one. Seriously, I really. Uh-
0: I think I think Boban, you might be able to just with speed, you might get enough space at some point. But he has so oh, much height. I'm-
1: that's what I'm saying, dude. It doesn't matter how quick I am. I blow by bobon He takes one step
0: and he's recovering. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like you, you blow by him, and you 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 do like a little hezzy at the rim, and then he bites on that, and then you run back to the outside real quick and try to shoot some up. Oh. You say like you might be having the speed to get I don't
1: that. You no, know, my only – the only chance I would ever have a bucket of scoring an NBA player is if they just were blatantly disrespecting – like if they basically were just standing in the paint. But I'm just saying, man, there's not there's not one NBA player I could be like, one out of ten, yeah, I feel good about that.
0: There seriously there's not a single one. You don't think maybe Isaiah Thomas, you might be able to get one on him? Well, Isaiah Thomas is clamping me into next week, man. <laughs> um, I, might be able to, I might be able to get a oh, – man, that's tough because he's probably hella strong. He probably that's
1: what I'm strong. saying, man. And this guy's, oh, this guy's a bad defender on guys like Jimmy Butler, but on a guy like me, dude, I'm, I probably couldn't even put the ball on the ground against Isaiah Thomas,
0: man. Dude, yeah, because he's gonna be so much closer to lower the gravity ground. Oh my god, yeah. Ugh.
1: Now, 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 Scott Labrini, I'm still getting clamped, so I can't even lie, even
0: bro. I, you might get a, you're you're probably gonna get a shot up though, because there's no way he's in the NBA shape anymore. That's what that's where they're getting he played, us. He
1: played the big three like a year and a half ago, didn't he?
0: Uh, something like that. Yeah, but bro, ago. he's definitely he's definitely put on some weight, and you know, still got some. Heavy.
1: No, he looks good, man. I've seen, I seen. I talked to Scott a couple times in the garden. Man. He's, he looks good,
0: man. Yeah, you gonna get you getting buckets on Charles? Charles, all right, Charles Barkley, you getting buckets on him? Uh, he I'm limps neither- around, man. He limps around
1: right now. No, I'm neither here to confirm nor deny this. Honestly, I'm not gonna disrespect an NBA legend. Okay, now Bob Cousy... <laughs> I'm
0: just kidding. Happy yeah. <laughs> In '90, I think it's like '97 or something. Happy, happy birthday, Bob Cousy. Yeah, you're getting buckets on Bob Coosie. I'm sorry. I'll say it for you. I'll say <laughs> it for you. It's okay. Um, I think it's clear that we're at the, the end of a show because we're we're talking. I was about to say. I, was I about thought I thought we I thought we'd, I thought we'd have a fun little little combo about it. You know why not? Because it's the summer podcast. But um, I don't got any much more to say. Did you have anything you want to input before we sign off here? No.
1: Nope, I think that's it for me
0: man. All right well uh, as usual guys we appreciate everybody showing up here on the Spotify live app. make sure you guys head over to Spotify listen to the show but also like leave that five star rating. You can also head over to Apple podcast leave a five star review uh, write a review you know tell us how we're doing if you want to leave questions or anything like that do that. also follow us on Twitter at BallinOpinions, opinions at Lucas underscore gainer. You can also check out the show at ethos Celtics. Um, we will definitely, uh, like you said, it's summertime, so we're not as active because, you know, there's not as much going down. But we'll try to we'll try to find some fun things to talk about and just try to do whatever we can to kind of bring you guys content. Uh, but definitely go ahead and give us a, a shout out.
1: Absolutely. Like Pat said, man, thanks to everybody who shows up here at Spotify Live. Everybody who downloads the show, uh, please rate, review, subscribe. Send the podcast to your friends if you know they like the Celtics, man. We're trying to get uh trying to get a little more active here, you know, in the next coming weeks. Um, like Pat said, we'll try to find some, you know, interesting creative things to talk about here. Cause you know, it is uh it's August. But you know, basketball is pretty much right around the corner, man. August or I mean October will be here before you know it. So you know, looking forward to the hoop, man. So
0: thanks to everybody who shows up. Yes, sir. We out. Please.